This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Flourish at Home Show. Your host, Mary Jo Tate, is an international book editor, the homeschooling mom of four boys, and the author of Flourish, Balance for Homeschool Moms. Mary Jo loves to help moms find peace, order, and balance by sharing practical tips, inspiration, and encouragement. Visit her website at flourishathome.com. And now, here's your host, Mary Jo Tate. Hi, I'm Mary Jo Tate. Welcome to the Flourish at Home show. Our topic for today is to co-op or not to co-op. That is the question. Homeschooling is primarily a family endeavor. The name even has the word home in it. One of its greatest benefits is customized one-on-one instruction instead of less personal group instruction in an institutional school. So, is it inconsistent to move part of your homeschooling back out of the home and into a homeschool co-op? Not at all. Participating in a group means you'll have to give up a certain amount of flexibility, of course, in exchange for shared planning, instruction, and activities, but the trade-off is often worth it for many families. I hope that this podcast will help you to decide whether participating in a co-op is a good fit for your family. First, let me give you a little background on my own family situation. I've just begun my 19th year of homeschooling my sons. We homeschooled completely on our own for many years but we've also participated in a variety of homeschool co-ops for more than half of that time. For the past nine years, we were part of a formal classical co-op that meets every Friday from 8 o'clock to 3 o'clock. It was a huge blessing to our family, but this year we're flying solo again. Let's take a quick look at the different kinds of co-ops, and then we'll explore the pros and cons of participating. Co-op is a shortened form of the word cooperative. In a homeschool co-op, you cooperate with other families to educate your children. There are quite a few types of co-ops available. First, there's the homeschool support group, which technically isn't really a co-op, but it is an important group aspect of homeschooling. Then, some homeschool co-ops are rather informal and casual, and others are quite formal. Some co-ops focus primarily on field trips or activities or various kinds of enrichment or elective subjects. Some cover some of the academic subjects, such as maybe history or science, and others, like the one we were part of, cover all the subjects. So whatever kind of co-op you are considering or participating in, there are some benefits and some disadvantages. And so I hope that you'll be able to examine these and figure out what's the best fit for your family. You'll often hear me say there's no one right way to homeschool. There's just the right way that's the best fit for your family right now. So first of all, the pros, and there are a lot of them. Homeschooling can be a rather isolated uh, endeavor or lifestyle, and so participating in a co-op of some sort provides you with a community and with fellowship, with like-minded people who are committed to the same kind of life that you're committed to of educating your own children. One of the biggest questions about homeschooling, of course, is what about socialization? Well, whether or not you're involved in a co-op, you know very well that there are plenty of opportunities for socialization. But a co-op is one good way to provide that group time and friends and fellowship for students and parents alike. One of the great benefits of a co-op is the built-in accountability structure. 
for both parents and students. This was one of the things that drew me to co-oping first uh, quite a few years ago. I felt like after my divorce and when I was struggling along as a single parent, I had let the challenges of my life uh, overwhelm me to the extent that I had let, let our homeschooling slide a little more than I really wanted to do. And so I saw participating in a co-op is a good way to build in some accountability for myself to make sure that I stayed on track. If you feel like your homeschooling needs some structure, a co-op can be a good way to provide that. Of course, it can also be a con, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. I'm a big believer in delegating and outsourcing to make your life simpler, and a co-op is a good way to share the load of lesson planning and instructing. It can be good for kids to experience learning from teachers other than their parents. Now, this is not an argument to leave homeschooling altogether, but it's just an admission that, yes, sometimes there's a benefit to learning from somebody besides mom or dad. In our co-op, which is called Excelsior, there are doctors who teach the high school science classes, a lawyer who teaches rhetoric or public speaking, and college instructors who teach other public speaking courses and some of the advanced math classes. That's been a great benefit for my kids. Learning how to uh, learn in a group classroom, sitting under a teacher who's not a family member, is good preparation for college. Now, is it necessary? Not at all. There are plenty of homeschoolers who've never been in a co-op who are very well prepared for college. But for my boys, and the three oldest are in college now, they have all felt that the time that they spent in a classroom situation one day a week, being at home the other four days, was really good preparation for them for being in a college classroom. My third son, who's in his freshman year of college, just told me a few days ago that the composition teacher from our high school co-op had trained him so well in how to write an essay that his first college assignment he was very well prepared for because of what he had learned from his Becker. My older two students agreed as well that their time in the co-op classroom really helped prepare them for college. Another one of the benefits of of a homeschool co-op is that there's a variety of approaches and learning styles and you can often delegate things that aren't a good fit for you whether it's your interest or your experience or your expertise or even just your preference for example I love delegating messy hands-on activities like painting uh, and my kids got an opportunity to learn from a family where that was very artistic and they did even oil painting in their co-op on Fridays which is something I never would have tackled for them at home a co-op helps both parents and students meet deadlines that are assigned by other people. Once again, this is good practice for the students when they get to college, if they're college-bound. They get practice in taking notes from lectures, not just from a video or from mom, but in a classroom situation, and that is a useful skill. One of the first attractions of a co-op for me was the opportunity to have my kids participate in science labs. I didn't have the equipment at home. I didn't have a microscope or anything like that. Didn't have test tubes and chemicals. And I especially wanted to delegate dissection. If I could hand over the cutting open the frog stuff to somebody else and have my kids learn from that, that was good news for me. And they have, in fact, the science labs were one of the things that gave them some of the most benefit from the co-op we were part of. Advanced subjects. If you're feeling uncomfortable about how to teach chemistry or rhetoric or advanced biology or uh, advanced composition, participating in a co-op can be a good way to share your skills and expertise in a particular area and have your students benefit from someone else's skills and expertise in a different area.
a couple of the biggest benefits that my family has uh, experienced from participating in a co-op are the opportunities for group presentations and group discussions. In several of our classes, not just at the high school level, but some even at the middle school and elementary level, they had opportunities to participate in group projects and also to give presentations or even formal speeches in front of their classmates and sometimes in front of the whole co-op group, including parents and grandparents. And that was a wonderful opportunity for them to get comfortable with public speaking. I also found in the literature class that I taught, I taught the high school literature class for nine years to grades 9 through 12, and the opportunity for group discussion was a wonderful benefit. I loved teaching that class, and I loved hearing how the different students interacted with one another. This year, I'm discussing literature one-on-one with my ninth grader at home, and there's a lot of value to that, but I do uh, miss that opportunity for interacting in the group environment. Well, as you've seen, there are a lot of benefits and advantages to participating in a co-op, but the truth is there are also some negatives. One of the most obvious is there's less flexibility of schedule. One of the great things about homeschooling is that you can set the schedule that suits your family's lifestyle. And when you choose to participate in a group, you have less control over that. Now, obviously, most co-ops are going to give you some flexibility anyway. You're still homeschooling after all. But if you're participating in the group, it can be a little bit awkward to be traveling during a test week or something like that. Many co-ops are going to follow a standard school uh, calendar uh, where maybe you're used to schooling year-round or uh, schooling six weeks on and one week off, so you have to decide whether that trade-off is worth it for you. Another possible con or negative of participating in a co-op is that there's less customization of the curriculum. You don't always have the choice in what books your kids are going to be reading and what curriculum is going to be used. For example, in our co-op, I was never crazy about the composition curriculum that we used, but because the kids were participating in the co-op and because I didn't want to reinvent the wheel at home, some years they used that curriculum anyway, and other times I taught them at home with something else, but that reduced the benefit of the co-op for me. Although, as I said... Uh, The composition teacher they had for a few years was so excellent that they really gained some benefit from that. So again, a trade-off. Another negative of participating in group instruction is that the classes may come at the wrong time for what the student needs. Our co-op used to have a four-year rotation cycle for high school science, which meant that a couple of my boys ended up taking chemistry as freshmen when they just weren't ready for the math part of it. And, of course, chemistry is very math-dependent, so they didn't really get the full benefit of that course that they would have if they'd taken it as a junior or senior after they'd already had the relevant math courses. You can also start to focus on co-op subjects to the neglect of other subjects that you're studying at home. We always did math at home, and some years we did composition at home, and we did our foreign language at home. But whenever Thursday came around, as we were focusing on triage, getting ready for those classes on Friday, we would usually focus on what was due in class on Friday so that the subjects we were doing at home, even though they weren't less important, just got less priority. We often rush to meet a deadline or to cram for a test. Now, it is important to learn how to meet deadlines and how to be ready for a test on a schedule, But sometimes I felt like the focus was so much on the urgency of the calendar rather than on the learning. So that's a risk that you may be taking. 
I've talked about the benefits of the socialization that you can get through a co-op, but there's also the negative side. Just like socialization in a classroom, whether it's in a public school or a private school, can sometimes be negative. You can get that negative in a homeschool co-op as well with the peer pressure or maybe negative examples from other students. So you want to be careful about the group that you choose to join and make sure that you are in agreement with the families. But even then, your kids are going to be around other kids. That's not a huge hazard or a risk, but just be aware that there's going to be an element of peer pressure that's introduced there. The quality of instruction can be mixed. I've talked about the wonderful teachers that we've had for rhetoric and for science and for composition, but there were other times when there was a class that needed to be taught and there wasn't somebody who especially had that skill or expertise, but somebody had to teach the class, and so it wasn't as much of a benefit as a class with somebody who was really an enthusiastic expert on the topic. Every now and then, you might encounter something like a little bit harsher discipline than you would be inclined to use at home. In a group situation with a teacher who may not be used to that environment, it can be easy to jump to a wrong conclusion about students' behavior. Um, There's also a cost to participating in a co-op. Sometimes the cost is financial with lab fees or books that you might not buy otherwise or just a, a cost to participate and sometimes there's also a commitment to teach a certain number of hours and that may or may not fit with your family. One of the risks of co-ops that I think um, is maybe not as well known is that it's possible to over delegate and to become so dependent on the co-op that it's almost like you're not even homeschooling anymore. And this gets around to the reason why I'm taking a sabbatical from our co-op this year. I'm not criticizing the co-op we participated in. Like I said, it's been a great blessing for our family. It solved many problems for us. We had wonderful friendships made for both me and my boys. And so I'm definitely not uh, criticizing our particular co-op or homeschool co-ops in general. I think they're great options at the right time for the right families. But I discovered that I had become too dependent on the co-op, so much so that I was spending all of my homeschooling time preparing for my literature class that I really love to teach. I love that class, love leading the discussion. But all of my homeschool time was spent on preparing for that one class, which only had one or sometimes two of my own kids in it. And for the rest of their lessons, I was spending most of my time uh assuming that that was going to be taken care of on Friday by the other parent teachers. And I realized, had an aha moment back this last spring, that if I would take the time that I was spending on preparing for my literature class and instead spend it one-on-one with my youngest son, who started ninth grade just a couple of weeks ago, that I could give him more of that Uh, vision of homeschooling that I had started out with in terms of family time and that closeness. Thomas uh, has just started ninth grade at home. He was in uh, a co-op from kindergarten through eighth grade. A lot of benefits to that. He made some good friends. He learned a lot. But I felt like he had never had that kind of one-on-one homeschool instructional time with me that his big brothers had had. So this year, we're going solo. Uh, We're a week and a half into his freshman year. We're both really enjoying it so far, and I feel like I'm much more involved. In many ways, we're doing a lot of the same subjects and 
books that he would be doing if we were still participating in the co-op and following a fairly similar schedule. But I'm more involved with him on a daily basis, and he's talking with, with his less, about his lessons with me instead of just with his Friday teachers. And so, so far, we're enjoying it very much. I have no idea whether we'll go back to a co-op next year or not. It's much too early to tell. I certainly left that uh, door open and maintained friendships with those families. But right now, Thompson and I are both really enjoying our time together one-on-one. And it's kind of interesting, in addition to this being the first time in nine years that we haven't been part of a co-op, it's also the first time in either 15 or 16 years that I've only had one homeschool student at home. The three older boys are all in college. So this is the first time I've had only one student. And to be honest, that made it easier to make the decision to pull out of the co-op for a year um, because I only have one set of lessons to plan and so on. Uh, back when I had four different students at four different grade levels, uh, the benefits of the co-op very much outweighed the challenges. So ultimately, everything involves a trade-off. Any kind of participation with a group requires that you make some choices and weigh the pros and cons. You have to decide whether the trade-off is worth it for your family. A co-op can be a help, a joy, and a blessing, hindrance, a crutch, or even a burden. There is no one right way to homeschool. You have to decide what works best for your family. And what works for your family this year may not be the same thing that works for your family next year. You have to keep evaluating what your family needs. So, how do you decide what works for your family? Well, first of all, take a look at your strengths and weaknesses as a homeschooling family. What do you do really well? What are you not doing so well? Do you need help in some area? If you need help, what kind of help do you need? Do you need something like a group, a co-op, or perhaps just a group class in a particular area? Or do you need individual help, like maybe a math tutor or a piano teacher? In, in my family, we've used both of those, a piano teacher and a math tutor, who was able to help my oldest son overcome his uh, fear of math and to really feel like he could learn math well. Do you need an online course or maybe a video course if there's a subject that you don't feel well-equipped to teach, but a co-op isn't a good fit for your family at this particular time for one reason or another? Maybe you can participate in an online class or get a video with lectures, and uh, sometimes there's multimedia presentations. You can even get virtual dissections online if you can't participate in a lab. So there are a lot of ways to get help, and co-ops are one of them. If you're going to participate in some kind of co-op situation, what kind of schedule and commitment are a good fit for your family? Do you want something with all the classes or just a few of them? Do you want to pay money? Do you want to contribute your time and talents? What's the best fit for you? And eventually it boils down to your local options. Talk with your friends. Find out what co-ops are available in the area. You can probably find out from your local or regional support group. And visit the co-op if you possibly can. In fact, visiting our local co-op that we were in for the last nine years is what helped us decide that that was going to be a good fit for us. Whether or not you choose to join a co-op, I really encourage you to be involved in some kind of support group for fellowship, encouragement, and just sharing ideas with one another. So, I have a question for you. Have you participated in homeschool co-op? What have been the advantages and the challenges for your family? I'd love for you to leave a comment at flourishathomeradio.com and share your best ideas and your thoughts with us. 
And if you need a little help managing your time and organizing your busy life as a homeschooling family, you'll find lots of practical tips and encouragement in my book, Flourish, Balance for Homeschool Mom. It's available at online retailers and through my website at flourishathome.com. I look forward to seeing you next time on the Flourish at Home Show. Thanks for tuning in to the Flourish at Home Show. For more encouragement, visit Mary Jo at flourishathome.com. The Flourish at Home Show is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.